Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the XG podcast. XG stands for Expected Goals and this is the place you need to be to fulfil your potential as a 360 recruiter in the UK. Uh, My name's Lawrence O'Shea, I'm the Head of Marketing at SSG and I am your host. Very exciting. I hope you're well. I hope everything's uh, going tickety-boo for you. Uh, This week we have a fantastic guest. Again, another amazing guest. Obviously, if you've been uh, subscribed to us for a while, you'll know that we have quite a calibre of guests on this podcast and this week is no exception. This week I'm delighted to be joined by Chris Booth. Now, some of you may already know Chris. Chris is the founder and the uh, CEO of Finders Recruitment. Finders Recruitment started, they, 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 they were kind of embryonic in uh, 2017 and they launched proper at the very start of 2018. Since then, Chris has been on such a journey and uh, I've been speaking to Chris throughout that journey uh, when he first came to SSG to start his business. Now, a few years on, well, I'm going to let you hear from the man himself exactly what's been going on and exactly how exciting things are. Chris and Finders look after and uh, and specialize in the tech startup market and they do something that's very very interesting and a little bit different here on the xg podcast we look at the different ways you can recruit it's not just necessarily picking up the phone and and and, and kind of hammering the calls until you make a placement and then you know and then it's done and, and, and then you're on to the next one chris has a very unique way of looking at things and that's partly due to the example that's been uh, left him by his father and also his own core beliefs and his own values which have determined the trajectory of finders. That's enough of me waffling on. Let's hear the conversation between Chris and myself which uh, you're going to get so much out of. Enjoy. All right, thank you so much for joining me, Chris. Um, it's a uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure to to have you. We were just talking offline about about some exciting developments, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, ask us to kind of jump into our DeLorean here, go back in time a little bit, because um, you started finders. Was it 2017? Um, we we kind of kicked off all the. Um all the the kind of startup stuff in 2017 the brand and everything else and we started trading on the 2nd of january 2018 um so right had that right. kind of december to, to get everything <laughs> ready and then um and then go cracking new start yes. new start new year fantastic yeah. so what was i i know we we've briefly spoken about this before but t- tell us again what's the um what was it? I mean, you you were working as a recruiter, but you wanted to start your own business. What 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 kind of what was the catalyst? I think um, so. It's it's the finders pitch now, really. Um, so I very much when I started in recruitment in 2012, um, I was successful at it, and we we did it in a very kind of particular way. We would work in a real niche market, generate as many candidates as we could in the morning, and then just kind of get them out to as many people in the afternoon. And somewhere down the middle, someone kind of hold their hands up. Um, so yeah, we, we need that person. Um, and while I was able to make that successful, there was 
a few values piece missing with um, with the company I was working with. Um, it was very much a there was there's particular problems with the management um, and, and lots of other things. So I decided to join another company called Lafosse, who you know championed themselves on, on values driven recruitment, um, but it still didn't quite hit the mark for me. Um, mm-hmm. There was um, kind of by the time it filtered down to the regional teams, that that kind of values driven thing was was kind of um, a bit weak. So. I decided that I wanted to, to have a crack at it myself. I've got a dad who owns his own business. I've got an uncle who owns his own business. So it was kind of a family thing. And um, so I quickly decided, well, well, I need to buy a house um, before I can set up this agency. And, um, you know, I decided to wanted to leave in the June and I decided to buy a, a new house, which, you know, looking back, was a big, big mistake. And the house <laughs> kept on getting delayed and delayed. Um, mm. So... You know, we wanted to set this company up um, for Q4. We wanted to kind of have a, a real um, get out the starting blocks, kind of uh, September, October time, so we could have because Q4 is always great in recruitment, right? Um, anyway, the, the house got delayed and delayed and delayed, and I didn't get the keys to my new house until November, um, oh. which meant um, and the day that I got the keys to my house, I handed my notice into Lafosse, which you know, looking back, like what an idiot. Um, <laughs> so Just, you didn't have enough on your plate. No, clearly not. No. Um, no. And the house was like completely bare. We we, we bought it um, brand new, so there's no carpets in it. Um, there was no decorating it. It needed a lot of no furniture. Um, but I wanted to just create this business with, um, you know, recruitment at its core. Um, but just wanted to kind of create some processes around values. And I wrote down the values that were important to me, and I think were missing in recruitment. And um, went with hardworking, transparency. Um, helpfulness and responsibility um, put some processes around that in that kind of first year and um, weirdly 2018 up until this year when we started scaling um, is still our best ever year um, because we, really? we worked so hard yeah yeah so um, yeah that's it was just that kind of catalyst of one is creative values driven recruitment company really no, absolutely. I'm in. Funnily enough, I kind of, I, I when I was kind of having a little bit of a, a kind of a, a swat up before before we had a chat, I was thinking because because that it's the approach that you have that always sticks out to me when I think about you and finders. Um, so you 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 have this value led approach. You you look to do things differently. Um, what does that practically mean for your clients and candidates? We, we really tried to turn things on its head. Um, mm. So we quickly got contracted by um, a, a, a Series A startup to, to grow the whole team. And um, it meant that we had to do everything from HR to tech to sales to senior leadership. And we quickly decided that we needed to change the candidate commodity style type of recruitment that you know is, is really common to um, a dedicated search model. So think of an executive search um, for every time we work on. And that's that's probably the most granular difference um, for the businesses we work with um, compared to other agencies. So the process is always the same. We, we take a brief, we create a search strategy where we're gonna spend that time. Um, and then we come back to them in a week's time on a catch up call that with either three CVs or a report that says, look, we, we did what we said we were gonna do and we've not come up with anything. Um, where do we need to flex or you know do we need to increase the salary um, do we need to change the search strategy do we just need to keep going um and that's probably the biggest difference it's we, we're always trying to break the wall down in recruitment um and the client and we've, we've done a lot of things in terms of becoming really sticky with customers 
Um, and it's that kind of dedicated search model that's, that's been the most fundamental difference. And then that's part of the hard working value, but then it's about the transparency value. It's around showing them everything that you're doing, um, mm. being that kind of radical transparency piece, um, you know, enables clients to see all the work that you're doing. And all of a sudden, you know, when we, you know, our average fee is 23% and there's no kind of bad taste in the mouth. Whereas before, when we just used to kind of chuck CVs over a fence and it'd be, even an eighteen percent fee, people are like, Jesus, like what what did this guy even do for this this fee? So that's yeah, probably yeah. The, the biggest difference in terms of, you know, people can see the hard work we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned earlier um a little bit about kind of the sort of uh businesses that you support. Um so it's startups, is it kind of mainly tech startups? Correct, yeah. So um all tech startups really. Um so if they have a, a software team then we're probably um, they're probably within our IPC, our ideal um, profile for a customer. So, um, you know, even kind of e-commerce brands we're working with because they'll have an e-commerce kind of website and, and kind of marketing play. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, just just good tech um, startups that they're on that growth curve. And and how's that been over the last uh, the last sort of eighteen months with with the pandemic? Um, I mean, one one thing that's kind of struck me speaking to different people who work different sectors is everybody has had a slightly different experience. How's it been for you working with startups? Um, it's, it's been weird. So we're, mm. we're really exposed to the investment market. If seed and VC investments aren't happening, then we can't go out there and grow teams. So in 2020, it was a weird year anyway, right? Because um, I mm. had a baby. Um, all of a sudden, recruitment yeah. came down Congratulations. to a grinding halt. And... Um, we were we were supposed to move house, um, but we didn't do it until this year in the end. So <laughs> things did did kind of grind to a halt with the startups we were working with. But luckily, we had a series um, around a series C, a D client that was priming themselves for a sale, which meant that we had to do a whole load of recruitment for them. And they ended up becoming kind of old reliable for us, um, kind of a, a one client shop for for a good kind of six or seven months. But it was enough to keep yeah, us yeah. busy, and it was enough to turn a profit in 2020. Um, what we did do with that extra time that we had, we managed to look inward around what our value proposition was, you know, what's our true value to our customers, um, really got into, um, you know, what's our search methodology. And um, we really kind of took this inward look and kind of tried to change the business to be, you know, take all that time that you never get to normally because you're too busy trying to find clients or, or, or fill roles. And we, we completely transformed the business. We, we created a partnership model. We um, changed the commercial terms in January this year to, to kind of reflect what our, our customers need. Um, and it's probably the pandemic and that kind of slowdown time and that ability to look inward that's caused us to be able to scale so quickly now. So at the yeah. time, it was really shit. Now it's great. <laughs> um, it was kind of yeah, turning yeah, that yeah. Into, into a positive. Absolutely. I mean, it, there was it, there was definitely opportunity for reflection for for everybody, and I think uh, what we've kind of seen is some people have grasped that opportunity, uh, and and some some haven't. And you know, the world has has moved on, and it's a little bit different now. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned you mentioned earlier just just before we were talking that that things are kind of that in the last sort of six seven months. You've changed a few things, and uh, and, and and things have really ramped up for you. Tell us a little bit about about so those we, changes. Um, you know, when when I set up Finders, as much as I wanted it to be this value-driven business, um, I wanted a couple of years where it was going to be, you know, a lifestyle business. And 
the idea mm. was that I'd get married, renovate a house, um, you know, have a have a baby, and and kind of have some time to to myself um, to do those things. Um, but it didn't kind of work out like that. And and um, <laughs> after doing this kind of reflection in 2020, um, you know, we we had a baby in in the August. Um, and we did this whole reflection piece and we changed the value proposition in the uh, September, we ended up getting really busy. We had lots of customers coming to us and saying, yeah, we've, we've managed to win investment. Um, can, we, can you help us grow the team? So we decided to bring our growth plans forward. Um, so we took on two hires in um, in 2020 in the November and we, we changed the structure of, of the recruitment business as well. So we have a, a pod structure where instead of having a 360 consultant, we have this pod where you have a principal at the top, a sales consultant, a resource consultant. And the idea is that the sales consultant finds the work, the resource consultant finds the candidates and the, the principal consultant manages that process and it becomes this kind of conveyor belt. So we created this pod and we needed to get and get a product market fit this year and we had lots of great customers to work with. And in the summer this year, we, we kind of started to get a bit of a lull, like we had good assignments and we had good customers, but we weren't seeing growth in, in sales activity. So um, we we made a couple of system changes. We, we took on a data platform that um, was really fantastic, to be honest. It cost us a lot of money, but we, we managed to get real access to that total addressable market. And then we kind of changed a couple of pieces around automation and leveraging automation to um, find more sales activity for us, it's, it's discovery calls. From those couple of tw- tweaks and system changes and tracking things, we saw an 18x increase in sales activity, and we're now at three and a. So our, our pipeline between the pod should be around 120k of assignments. It's currently around 400k, um, and we're quickly having to scale the wow. team operationally to to be able to to meet that demand. And we're you know working late every day at the minute and weekends and, and everything else <laughs> to, to get the assignment backlog out. But it's you know it's this campaign stuff yeah. you know. People are coming to us and saying, we love the model. We love the work that you're doing. Um, we've got these 10 hires we need you to do. Can you go and do them now? And startups need everything last week, right? So um, we don't get that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of option to, to put things into a queue. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. That, that kind of mindset of if things aren't working out, you know, don't just ask people to work harder. Make, make some system changes, um, tactical changes. Mm. And that's been a really great learning curve because it's the first time I've had to do that. Usually when... You know, I worked in agency. It was get on the phone more. If you're not getting sales, get get on the phone more. Um, <laughs> we don't even do call calls at Finders. Yeah. It's it's all, you know, very LinkedIn and email automation driven. So, um, you know, that kind of system change and technology change to, to increase sales activity has been, you know, that's what startups do. So it's kind of nice reflecting that the market we're working in. Absolutely. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Well, you you know, you've got obviously this. You're you're well. You're kind of in the thick of this kind of growth uh, moment, extreme growth. What's, what's the biggest challenge that, that you're facing, uh, you know, at the moment, just in terms of keeping up it's with the time. demand that you've got? Um, it's time and that adult problem of, um, I need more time to be able to help do delivery with the teams, but then I need more time to be able to scale our own team as well. So we have that operational ability. Um, so, you know, we've got two starters coming in. Uh, we've got one starting on Tuesday next week and um, we've got a, a Kickstart grant, which is an amazing plat- um, program. Absolutely love it. You know, we're going to be able to take some people on who, who kind of need some help. Um, but that means it's kind of taking time away from shortlisting, which is kind of the thing that we need right now. So it's, it's. I think every founder <laughs> has this problem of time management. Um, you know, we get, because we wear so many hats and we get pulled from pillar to post. Luckily, you know, Beth, who is my wife, is also my COO. 
um, who has taken now she's back from work from maternity she's taken this whole headache of running the business away which is which is fantastic around um, mm. you know managing a lot of stuff on the back end so I can kind of just work with um, you know our customers and, and the delivery teams um, but even still you know it's, it's finding that balance between scaling the team and, and, and being a player coach um, it's it's tough right yeah absolutely I mean when, when you're looking for these people I mean you've got some new starters coming in um, what what are the sort of the uh, the characteristics that you're looking for um, in these people I'm probably not going to make any friends here but people who aren't typically very recruiter like <laughs> um, so um, oh, yeah, for, yeah. so we, when we did the first two hires last year um, we we uh, took a rec to rec really great guy Dave Lewis um, who did like, this really good deal where he, he does he takes uh, a placement and then he does some training Um and we met a lot of um, experienced recruiters who were very, um, very, very salesy and not very kind of service driven. Mm. And that's what we kind of struggled with. You know, for us at the minute, we, we don't need to be very salesy because we, we find so much work through the value proposition and the automation that we get. So we need people who want to be more service driven, more customer success um, type characteristics. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, big one for me is, is passion and enthusiasm. You know, we need someone who it's hard to be enthusiastic about recruitment because it's a really shit job sometimes but you need someone who can kind of pull enthusiasm out of themselves so that's a, a real key one that we wanted to find um, we want someone who's kind of compassionate um, and understands the responsibility that they take when mm-hmm. they, they work in recruitment you know, you mess with people's careers um, founders cash they need to know the weight of the work that they're doing um, so that kind of responsibility mm-hmm. piece is, is another key one um, also, autonomy is a really big one for us. Again, because of the, the scale that we're going through, I can't um, work so closely with people that they, they can ask a lot of questions. You know, we'll do lots of training and we'll we'll have stand-ups every day, but I need someone who can kind of make their own decisions and be autonomous. So that's another, and that's really hard to find, right? Especially because we take on younger people, graduates, that kind of thing. Um, finding someone who's who's got the confidence to be autonomous is, is really tough. Um, and it's one of the biggest skills that we try to develop yeah. in in finders with, with good coaching and stuff but they're they're the kind of main characteristics that we're that we're looking at that's fantastic and um do you know i, I was speaking to somebody the other week and yeah they said something similar they said something similar and i i think i think there is a bit of a sea change going on i think there is a bit of a i think people are wanting a little bit yeah of something different they don't want they don't want what they've had for the last 30 years um of, of that kind of as you kind of said that kind of 18 percent resentment you know they they want something which they're going to value and they're going to feel good about coming back to because it's it's constantly delivering and it feels as you say like a yeah, partnership oh, and that's that's the kind of yeah. people that we want i mean i had a really good role model with, with my dad who owns accountancy practice accountancy is this weird um, kind of business where you have to put time into it to, to generate your fee um you know it's 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 foot pound stuff mm. um whereas recruitment is more commodity based it's you know if, if we find this really great candidate you got to give us just a really big fee um i wanted to move us in the direction of more of a professional service like accountancy or, or legal um and that has mm. a different kind of mindset right it's it's less about i want to generate as much cash out of this client for as little work as possible which for me is there's a values piece missing there to I want to create the best service and I want to um, create the best experience for our clients so they keep coming back. So we're only working on assignments. We don't need to find more and more customers to keep working with. We don't need to be doing sales activity for um, you know seven hours a day just to, to kind of make ends meet. 
Mm. And that that kind of stickiness into customers has been our biggest um, kind of growth leverage, really. No, 100%. I mean, so we've kind of, we've looked at the past, we looked at the present, you know what's coming next. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, <laughs> well, all right, let, let, let's, let's, um, this is, this is a horrible question and I, I, I'd hate it if somebody asked me this, but what does Finders look like in three years, five years time? What, what, what's, what's, uh, do you, do you have an idea or are you kind of just going to kind of feel um, your no, way we've, into we've it? Got plans. Um, <laughs> they change. <laughs> You're keeping your cards, so keeping we, cards close to your te- our chest. Our will always be re- recruitment. Um, we we did this big project in January yep. where um we went to speak to a load of customers, um, or spoke to a load of founders and said, "Look, mm. what what do you need from a recruitment business in an early stage startup to, to Series C or D?" And everyone came back and said the same thing: um, "We need help with cash flow. You know, you want us to pay a fee before you know the placements even." picks up the phone to make a sales call or written a line of code. And that gen- that whole exercise around, you know, finding out that they needed help with cash flow and we changed most terms for that. And also, you know, other pieces around onboarding people needed, they needed help with retainment, they needed help with attraction. And what we found was is that we we're able to take a lot of the headache away from team. But at the moment, we just kind of service wrap it into recruitment. So we mm. have plans to try and do a, a bit of a product management exercise around, you know, how can we kind of split those services out around a talent attraction service, a recruit and source an onboarding service, and then a, a retainment service. Because the weird thing is, is that, you know, these big companies that are high growth, you know, they, they all have talent acquisition specialists, but no one has a talent retention specialist. But if you could reduce that churn of people that you're losing, mm. then you'd probably save yourself, you know, 100, 200 grand in team cost. So, We've got some plans around just instead of it just being pure recruitment around, you know, taking that whole headache of team and trying to just grow things that way. So we've got some mm. plans around that. Um, we don't know what it's going to look like. Um, it's, it's pretty early stage, but we want to get into that um, sometime next year or the year after. We have plans um, to move to the US. Um, we would like to. Wow. Um, obviously, the UK startup market is, is fantastic, but the, the US is a completely different beast. Again, we're, we're really exposed to the investment market and typically the investment market's not great over here. In the US, it's mental. There's a VC on every corner that's you know got this massive fund that they're trying to get rid of. Um, we could really leverage that for growth. So we've we've liked the idea of potentially opening up mm-hmm. in Texas, um, in Austin, but again, it, it kind of comes from growth. We're a bootstrap business, so um, you know there's, there's, there's capital that we need to raise for that. And, um, you know, we want to grow the team here in Leeds over the next kind of four years to around 30 pods. Um, so that's the kind of growth trajectory mm. that we're on now. If we did a podcast, you know, this time next year, it's probably all going to be different. But um, that's that's the kind of trajectory that we're on now. Um, <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Wow. That that all sounds fantastically exciting. Um, and, well, you, you know that you can rely on... Uh, on, on absolutely all Thank my you. positive vibes to, to get you there. It's, it's worth a lot. Though. I'm not sure what it's worth, but, you know. But it's, I, I, it's funny you should say I'll, that, I'll right? be sending them all. I'll um, be sending them all. We work with um, a lot of founders. You know, my, yeah. my day is typically speaking to CEOs and COOs of founders. Mm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the reason why we've managed to, to create this growth and create this great business is because of the company that we keep. You know, ambition is not something that we lack um, or, you know, something that we don't see. Um 
you know every company that we work with you know wants to be a unicorn you know wants to be turning over millions of pounds in the next kind of year or so and go on that hyper growth curve it's massive inspiration for us to try and do the same thing and it's that kind of company and those vibes that you get from people rather than you know working in a typically negative industry you know if you're working i don't want to name any because i'll be in trouble but you know if you work in a negative industry you kind of get this negative vibe and then you don't want to grow the company because <laughs> you get this kind of cynical outlook founders are completely different they're all about positivity optimism yeah. growth and that's kind of what's fueled the growth for, for founders in terms of mindset so vibes are good that's fantastic yeah vibes we're all about the vibes um I'm, I'm gonna you know i'm gonna talk just one last thing and it, it's it's kind of about mindset but it's a little bit of a detail because i know i know that you like a good book chris yep. i know you like a good book uh is there it, this is this is a horrible question as well is there a book that that you oh. would go right that's a book that changed it Ooh, that's the book um i think <laughs> the the biggest the biggest um influence a book has had um on finders is probably ray dalio's principles we took on a lot of the stuff from Ray okay. Dalio into our own business processes. Things like we have idea meritocracy meetings in the business. You know, we had one on Friday about training. Usually in a business, um, you know, the recruitment mm. director, whoever will, will kind of decide on the training and then tell the guys when the training's going to be. Um, we wanted to do an idea meritocracy where we got everyone in, in the teams to sit around the table and saying, we've got this training budget, what should we do? Um, and you have to have kind of um, things around this idea meritocracy meeting around radical transparency you know they the, what came out of the meeting was we get more um, out of just spending time with you for an hour every week than we would do you know spending a thousand pound for a training to come in for a day um, and that you know I kind of said look radical transparency guys don't say that just because I'm here you know is that genuinely something that you think of because trainers get paid a lot they've got to have some value <laughs> um, so you know Ray Dalio's principles were great in terms of you know creating things like the issue log has been a really great one for us you know getting into why are we not placing making placements on particular assignments and making those learnings as a, as a kind of process it's not just something that, that kind of happens in the in the back of our subconscious so um yeah i'd say it's a very chunky book and there's some really boring bits to it um but there's some really good pieces too um so i think ray dalio's principles maybe that 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 would be your one and 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 maybe it's the same or maybe it's different but if you could give a little bit of a you know let's just pretend it's book club if you could give a little bit of homework it's going to sound patronizing it's it's not meant to be but but to to somebody who's just started in recruitment to get them on what you would consider to be the right track maybe it's that values led approach is there something that you would kind of think would um, be a good, so a good, I, a good I did place read a book to start. The, in that, so I, I handed my notice into November when we got the, the keys to the house and had this horrible period over December on gardening leave. And I, I don't do typically very well on gardening leave. And I had a house to, to kind of carpet out and, and, and do a few things around. Um, but the book that I, <laughs> I really got into, in fact, it's kind of two, but um, that really kind of set me up for, for that this, uh, January 2nd start was Simon Sinek's. Um, start with why and find your why. Um, they're really cliche books now because so many people have done it, but it's the, the, the principle around finding something that actually motivates you to, to grow this company or, or to put everything into this company is really um, 
is really important and it was you know held a lot of weight um in terms of you know how we grew finders to begin with you know our why was you know we wanted to grow this values driven company that would change, push recruitment in the right direction um so i would say homework before you start your own recruitment company i think they're two good books to, to start with fantastic thank you so much chris it's been an absolute pleasure and i'm sure i'm not alone in in, in sending you those those positive vibes um and um yeah we'll be we'll be following your your stratospheric trajectory with uh, we'll, with we'll pleasure see. we'll see and, how we get and, on and, and anticipation <laughs> thank you it's been great cheers. <laughs> cheers mate thank you so that was uh, chris booth of finders and you can find out more about chris uh, if you find him on linkedin and finders themselves if you go on their website that's finders f-i-n-d-r-s dot co dot uk that's f-i-n-d-r-s dot co dot uk i'd encourage you to uh, get to know chris a little bit more he posts some really good stuff on linkedin and uh, he's got lots of uh, book recommendations you'll want to keep up with them uh, thank you so much for joining us today it's been a real pleasure to uh, to hear that kind of success story somebody that took the leap and has been rewarded uh, grandly for it um, if you want to hear more stories like Chris's uh, and more insights that are going to help you elevate yourself as a 360 recruiter some tips and tricks and secrets and and insights and all of those sorts of things you are in the right place so make sure you are subscribed to this podcast you're not going to want to miss a single episode so make sure you're subscribed if you've really enjoyed it leave us a review it's amazing to see reviews it's, it, it makes us feel good it makes us feel like we're doing the right thing and we're we're really encouraging uh, the recruitment industry in the uk as a whole and also if if you think somebody uh, you know would enjoy it then just share it share the love let's let's get better together um anyway thank you so much if there's something you'd like us to cover in future episodes don't hesitate to let me know all of my contact details and a link to contact me directly are in the show notes thanks again and take care till next time